Hallelujah. It's another wonderful time and privilege to bring to you this morning the word of God. And you know what we believe here, that everybody is becoming better. Somebody say a very loud amen. amen. One more time, say I'm becoming better. Let me hear you say it like you mean I'm becoming better. And I'm achieving more in the name of Jesus. And we agree together this morning that that is so in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen and amen. So, last Sunday I was doing a house cleaning. And this Sunday I want to continue. Don't forget, there's a message I was preaching and we got to a place i wanted to continue pushing but i had a sense in my spirit to do a house cleaning to help readjust certain things to help us because don't forget god wants to carry everybody along is that true it has always been the will of god to carry everybody along where we missed it is the kind of knowledge that was given to us where we missed it is the kind of idea about god that was given to us and that's what God is trying to correct. Somebody say loud, amen. amen. Don't forget, some of us began in denominations. Some of us may begin in different faiths. But all of us are getting towards one thing. And God is bringing all of us to one thing. And let me tell you, I give you this prophecy here. And it will happen. A time will come when many religions of the world will finally discover that it is Christ that they've been looking for. Is that true? And that includes the one you call Christianity. You know that, right? Yes, uh -huh. The one you call Christianity. Yes, they are the number one. They will finally discover that all the things they have been looking for is Christ. They just knew him by name. But they only understood what the whole thing was all about. And so it is with other faith. At the end of it all, man is looking for peace. That's it. At the end, it doesn't matter where you face. Man is looking for peace. And God has revealed that peace to us. Somebody say very loud, amen. amen. That's why I say we are not religious people. We are not Pentecostals or Pentecostals. We don't believe in many of the things. We believe that in the simplicity of the truth of God. Who is God to us? Remove religion because we must see God above religion. It's religion that blinds our mind from seeing who God is. I hope you know that. Because it gives you an idea that you know God but you really don't know him. Because the more we know him, the more our lives is transformed. So we say very life. Amen. Glory to Jesus. And so let's continue. This morning, I want to answer the question, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And the reason I'm saying this is also as a part of the continual house cleaning because I want to adjust some certain things. Some of the things that we say is heavy, so we need to break it down. But I'm like a farmer this morning. I'm trying to more of, when I say house cleaning, what I'm doing is trying to prepare the ground. Does that make sense? Yes, prepare the ground. I there's this uh, parable Jesus gave. He talked about a farmer sowing seed and it fell in different different places. And one day I had a pastor explain it better. He said that we are always looking for the good seed. We are always looking for the good soil. And that pastor said that the difference between the good soil and the bad soil may be the stone. That if you carefully remove the stone. The soil that was not good can also become a good uh, soil. So, the message I've been teaching for the past week is more of removing stones. It's more of picking away stones. Because the reason you don't receive sometimes is not because it's not true. It's because of what is already present in your heart. Is that true? So, if you can remove those ones, then your heart is open. It becomes a good soil to receive. Is that clear? So, when I say house cleaning, that's what I mean. So, who is the greatest 
in the kingdom of heaven. Now we're going to take this slightly, uh, slowly. Did you know that, first of all, when we say born again, when we say born again, what born again actually means in the true sense of it, in the practical sense, is a man receiving a new spirit and that new spirit leads to a renewed mind. And that renewed mind leads that man to experience heaven on earth. Simple. We are not trying to get people to join church, become religious, and wear emblem. Mm -mm. The goal of God is that man and him will live together. Is that true? The goal of God is for man to experience heaven. The way to get there is that, first of all, that man's my spirit is renewed. When that man's spirit is renewed, that renewal of spirit, that, sorry, sorry, not renewed spirit, giving a new spirit, right, that's born again. When that man receives a new spirit, born again, then that, renew, that new spirit becomes a foundation that will get his mind to be renewed. That renewal of mind is supposed to lead to a new experience. That experience is the experience of heaven on earth. Praise God. Does that make sense? Don't let any man complicate these things to you. It doesn't matter. We may come here and speak in tongues for 20 hours. Uh -uh. What I explained to you now is what the whole thing is supposed to be. And so if we get it right, our experience is supposed to change. Our earthly experience is supposed to be similar to heavenly experience. Where my health is no longer run by the powers within. It's run by powers uh, above. My choices are no longer just choices from here. It comes from above. Because me and heaven, we are now one in one place. Does that make sense? Now, just follow me very carefully. So, that's what the whole thing is all about. Don't forget, born again, receive a new spirit. And then, mind to renewal. That mind renewal produces. So, let me say this. Move on to say this. There is no new experience where the mind is not renewed. There is no heavenly experience where the mind is not renewed. And this is what religion does to people. Religion teaches you rituals, hmm? activity, activities, how many times you must pray, what rituals. But none of those things actually changes men's mind. That's why you can see people who are very religious but they are very wicked. Have you seen them before? They can quote religious things, but try to do deal with them. Go close to them. Even sometimes Satan will show himself. This guy is me. But but they are very religious people. They know how to do a religious thing. That's why I say it's religion that prevents men from knowing God. When you remove religion, then it becomes an encounter that starts from a man's spirit, goes to his mind. And then that man changes. So that that man will now have the nature of God, the mind of God, the way of God. Does that make sense to everybody here? And so understand that. So if you are ready, write this one down. There is no have Don't expect a heavenly experience where the mind is unrenewed. Don't expect. I never promise you that. There are those who come to church or who do all these things and they expect them something to happen. Hmm? There are people who, you know what they come to church for? They are trying to blow. Hmm? <laughs> they want to hammer. <laughs> I've seen this so. 
So when they come, they are, li they are listening to you. They are looking for how they can use system to blow. And that blow, they want it now, now, now. Sharp, sharp, sharp. So, when, and they, they are, initially, they are always very committed. Because they are believing that this thing will lead me to this blow. No, 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 no. After one week, two weeks, they don't see the blow. <laughs> what happens? They find their way out. Their mind is only, they don't know that the blow they are looking for is for a renewed uh, mind. Praise God. And God is not against us having money. I hope we have explained that over and over. Is that true? No, God is not against us having that. Uh, but who we are, there's something more about us that we need to understand. So, note that very carefully, beloved. There is no heavenly experience where the mind is unrenewed. If you are writing, you write that down. If you need to note, you note that down very carefully. There is no heavenly experience where the mind is unrenewed. Don't expect heaven to turn blue until your mind is renewed. But because born again is supposed to be man receiving a new spirit, that new spirit receives, leads to a change of mind and that change of mind produces a heavenly experience. I hope we are together so far. Now, when we say mind renewal, what level of mind renewal are we talking about? Remember, we are trying to answer the question, who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Not kingdom of man, but the kingdom of God. Who is the greatest? Ladies and gentlemen, when I say mind renewal, just what level of mind renewal are we talking about? If you want to follow me this morning, if you want to agree with me, I will share with you the truth. That the level of mind renewal we are talking about is child-like mind renewal. Baby-like mind renewal. Remember I told you, the reason some prophecies or some message does not produce, is not because it's not potent. It's because of what is already present in your mind. So, born again, listen to me carefully, is that we have a new spirit, and then we go back all the way to the very beginning. Now, did you know that the things that we are saying to ourselves now, listen to me, is what should have been said to us when we were born? Hmm? Follow me carefully. The names I'm calling myself now, it is now I'm just discovering what God calls me. Not what my village people called me. Not what my parents called me. Don't forget, our parents were limited in their own understanding. That we are just progressing. So now, they said some things to me. The school said some things to me. And for those of you who have listened to me a long time, you know that I have a problem with the educational system here. I've said that. And those of you who have shared the same problem, solutions will come in your hand in the name of Jesus. Remember what I said this morning. Anything that you see working perfect in a country was not always that perfect. It started by somebody. Why am I saying that? Because the things that confuse us more is like education. You know what we used to do? We give birth to children, right? We send them to school. And then it's the school that comes back to tell us whether they're intelligent or not. Is that true? And then we now begin to treat our children based on the opinion of the school. Unfortunately, you know very well that school only measures analytical intelligence. Just one only. No. There's no school that measures creative intelligence anywhere. It, it doesn't exist, as I talk to you. And let me say something to you. Children who are creative, yeah, let me say this. I think it will bless somebody. Children who are creative are the ones who find it difficult to sit quiet. Hmm? 
because you are you are talking something the analytical intelligence is to allow you follow a pattern that's what school does you're intelligent because you're able to follow the pattern if you think above the pattern you are poor you're a poor student you know that right so if you can't follow that pattern your result card your report card will be low so children who have creative intelligence find it difficult to concentrate because as you are talking their brain is their brain is processing faster than these things so when you now ask them what did i say they're looking at you like like they don't know they say oh no don't. a big head <laughs> they call them big head and then so they send that report card you now start to look at your child let me tell you after some time your own expectation for that child will start to diminish is that true when they talk about those who become uh, nuclear scientists you tell him uh, don't worry there are people some, some people have to uh, you know repair bicycle is something right you start to advise them based on that because school has given that listen let me tell you friends i say this people are shouting satan satan go and throw stone at satan do this and satan that's not where satan is he's in the systems because when you tell a child over and over that they are not intelligent does it do something to them right there at that age they start to lower their own expectation for life and this is why we have to be wise both as pastors both as brothers and sisters both as parents because now with the light that we have we know that uh -uh, no school system is good enough to classify a child and uh, by the way if you are able to cram the things they tell you you'll be a perfect student is that true and cramming something doesn't mean you know anything. There's no application. I used to cram books though. Books. Whole novel. I'll cram the whole thing. It didn't mean I know anything. I didn't know nothing. I didn't even understand. <laughs> I didn't even understand. You are a good student when you give them back what they give to you. Now when I moved to somewhere else and it became application, there's a problem. You see? You know what Albert Einstein said? About, about, how many of you know who Einstein is? Yes. You know what Einstein said? He said, everybody is a genius. But, if you measure a fish by its ability to climb a tree, that fish will spend the rest of his life thinking that it is stupid. That's what Einstein said. Is that the word of God? You went to church, they tell you, say you are cursed. Abraham Einstein said, No, you're a genius. So, who is preaching the word of God? You went to church, they tell you the reason you are not, this are not working is because they have tied your leg with rope in the village. <laughs> Abraham Einstein said, No, he said, Everybody is a genius. Imagine if we teach in our schools to the children that all of them are geniuses. See, when I say that the answer to the worst problem is the gospel, I'm not trying to be religious. Because that's where we go. We now start looking at human beings the way God originally wanted to look at them. Praise God. And so when we say born again, it's not religion, it's not joint church. It's not, no, no, no. Church is a place, it's a family. We gather, we grow together. But born again is that, no, you are not going back to how God made you. Now, you now listen to God to hear the names that he called you. Failure does not include in that name. How many of you know that? 
Very good. Olodo is not in that name. Hmm? Olodo is not in that name. Did you know that sometimes the people who invent massive things are lazy people? How many of you know that? So even laziness can be a gift. Hmm? You know that, right? Yeah, to ease. It's always lazy people that invent stuff. Somebody was using horse before. If I want to go east, my horse. Four months old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four months. Somebody said, nah, but this is taking too much time. And it's giving the back pain. It has to be a mechanical way to do this thing. Is that laziness? <laughs> yeah, it's laziness, actually. Yeah, it's laziness. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You don't know. No, no. Why, why should I? Why should I? Be, before, before, it is steam ship they used to cross the Atlantic. Atlantic now, yeah. Ship, months. You go here, way. Someone said, man, no, no, no. If you fly, it will be better. It's lazy people. See, suffering people don't invent anything. They like, they will control to suffer. In fact, they will find better ways to suffer. <laughs> they will find better ways to not be suffer. That's all they do. Horse. <laughs> They become expert in riding horse. Somebody will say, hey, "No, no, this horse, this horse ride is 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 too much. It's taking too much time. Let's do it faster." That's progressive thinking. Somebody say, "Amen." Amen. We are not, we not be so ahead, people. Hmm? We not be so ahead. We look for easier, simpler ways to do things. Somebody say very loud, "Amen." Amen. And say, so "Think about it. Think about it." So when we say we are not telling people to get born again so that uh, you be, you go from one religion to another. No, we are not talking about religion here. We are talking about life. Somebody say life. That means going back to live the way God has already ordained our lives. And now, so, listen to me. What we are learning to call ourselves now are the names that God has for us. So, right now, what we are doing is that we are coming back to God to come and hear him call us names. The Bible says, when we look into the word of, the God, of God, we see ourselves the way God sees us. Is that true? The Bible also says that when we look into the face of the word of God, we see ourselves as it was from the beginning. Is that what I showed you last week? So, when we stay, this, this sort of thing is not about join this church, dress like this, don't dress like this, pray this time, do this one. No, 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 no. All those ones, don't forget, are man's attempt to get to God. Don't forget. Religion has always been man's attempt. And how you know it's religion is because it's always full of rules and uh, rituals. You must, if you don't do it like this, God will not be happy. If you do it like this, God will be happy. No. We are talking about coming back to the fullness of our glory. And I shared with you here that that glory it be begins with the restoration of the mind of uh, the man. Praise God. Are we together so far? Don't forget. Now. Now. Somebody say now. No. Let me hear you say now. What we are learning now is our divine origin. What we are learning now. So when I wake up in the morning, I say to myself, I am blessed. Hmm? What am I doing? I'm calling myself the way God has eh, called me. Now, the word will tell you that blessing is who has the highest houses and the highest cars. Isn't that true? So even in church, all religions will start to teach men how to get more of those things. Because when we get more of those things, we are now blessed. Right? And that's where the problem is. And because it's not true, when it doesn't work, we add more rules to make it to work. We add layers of rules. They, in fact, they invent things that should not even be said to men at all at all in the name of God. 
just because what they are promising is not working so there has to always be rules they even invent demons that does not exist a friend of mine said he finished school he couldn't get work and he was going for this prayer place he said one prophet looked at him and said say looked at him looked at his leg and said say they have won you the shoe of go slow <laughs> and because you are wearing shoe of go slow you are moving very <laughs> slow <laughs> meanwhile about einstein said every man is a genius see about einstein said every man is a genius we have to know god beyond religion that's what i'm telling you friends we have to know god beyond religion it doesn't matter whether you call it christianity islam buddhism whatever no 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 we have to know god beyond that in fact it's those things that confuse men imagine if, if every school adopts a system that says my motto is every child is a genius would that cause changes I run a program for, I used to run a program for uh, one of those first ladies here. I created a program for them and the program was supposed to be to um, help reduce uh, out of school children. So in the process, they said to us that where there are uh, children that are in the den, if, if there's no intervention, they will drop out of school. We say, well, it's better to breach this once. So we went to this school here in Duse, uh, Duse Alaji somewhere, one of, one of the secondary schools there to adopt uh, children into the program and the headmistress said to us she said to us um you know you know she thinks she's doing us a favor she said to us you know uh, we know how much the pro this program is after she thanked us and she said you know we we know how much this program is costing you we have seen the effort we have seen all that so that is why i have that is the woman who is responsible for all the children if your children is in that school the woman is responsible for them and they are the ones who write the report that you read about the children you know what she said to us she said we know how much you are spending in this program so we don't want your money to go to waste so we have selected we have carefully selected the intelligent ones and excluded the leaders. that's what she said they didn't shock all of us because i have trained this woman i've spoken to them they didn't shock all of us we said wait 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 can you rewind what you said she repeated we said wait forget the program now you need the program yeah we first <laughs> we first need to we first need to teach you first we sat her down and said never you ever say that any child is a little never you said that she says She's a seasoned, a seasoned school principal. Principal, Abby. Seasoned one. Matured one. In her mind. And when they say a child is intelligent, within the child, no. Maths and English. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. So when she's looking at your child, she's looking at this one, Olodo. And does that affect the way she treats that child? Yeah, yeah. See, we cannot uh, uh, listen to me now. We can. When I say to you, we cannot put our faith in these systems. Is it making sense now? We play a part, but we don't allow them become the things that define our lives. That's what I'm talking about. It's in the gospel that we go back and we hear God call us our original names. So they may have called you a failure because you don't have 20 houses yet. But when you look at the heart of your father, he says, son, you're blessed. Somebody say amen and see the man who starts to believe what his father says that which his father says becomes his reality it's as simple as that 
and in the eyes of God, none of us are failures. In the eyes of God, none of us are addicted. None of us are anything that they have called us. Now watch this. Why is it a little difficult for us today? It's because remember I told you, we are, when we say mind renewal, and I'll show you now what Jesus said in the scripture. When we say mind renewal, we're not talking about removing some things and keeping some things. We're talking about going back like a child. Completely. Remember I was telling you, you can try to use this message to get to where you're going to. Or you allow the message to redefine you. Remember I said that? Watch this. You can try to use the message to get where you always wanted to go to. That's fine. God, no go verse. But it's better that you allow the message to give you a new identity. Somebody say it very loud. Amen. This new identity now makes you see yourself the way God sees you. And that helps you to put every other thing in a better perspective. Even the things that you are already doing. That helps you to answer the question of your life. What is this life all about? That helps you to define what peace is. That helps you to define what you are pursuing in life. So that you don't pursue empty air. And then at the end of it all, you find out that vanity is vanity. So there's a substance to your life. It's when we come down to... The, that's why I share people, forget religion. We're not talking religion here. We're talking about life. Bringing back the glory of our life. Somebody say it very loud. Amen. amen. If you're with me, you say it loud. Amen. amen. So we are, when we say... Listen to me. When we say mind renewal, we're talking about going back. It's like when we were giving birth to... And this is already happening. Even outside the church. Sometimes I watch these videos on social media. You see toddlers. Toddlers. Who are not even speaking well. You hear them start saying, I'm beautiful. I'm blessed. Have you anybody seen those videos? Yeah. yeah. That is not how they raise us up. You know how they trained us? They told us, that uncle is a thief. Don't be like him. That's how they raised us. They beat you. This boy, you must be useful for this your life. Boom. Is that, is that what they did to us? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody told us that we were already useful. They want to beat usefulness inside our head. <laughs> but now, people are beginning to realize that. So they tell their children, I'm confident, I'm smart. And those children start to say those things. Watch this. First of all, it starts from you saying it to them. Hmm? Then, secondly, it now becomes their own. You are no longer telling them you are confident. They will say, I am confident. Does that make sense? And I say, man thinks in his heart. So that man is. Is that true? Praise God. You will not need to repay their confidence later if they know now that they are confident. You don't have to teach them five strategic ways to become confident. No. They already know. So, so what you and I are doing is like going back to go and learn what we should have been called. So when I wake up in the morning today, whether I have plenty cash in my pocket or not, I look at myself and say, blessed. What am I calling myself? I'm calling myself what my father calls me. Praise God. Does that make sense with everybody here? Amen. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, so what should be our posture? Give me Matthew chapter 18. Let's read verse 1 to 4. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 to 4. Matthew chapter number 18. So, let's take a look at what it says. Matthew chapter 18. And... Uh, at that time, the disciples of Jesus came to ask Jesus, who is considered to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom realm? That's the, that's the subject of, my, of our conversation today. Who is supposed to be the greatest in heaven's kingdom realm? That's the question. Um, the Aramic says, who is supposed to reign? That's what the Aramic says. Who is supposed to reign? 
in in heaven's kingdom. Now listen to this. Why did they ask Jesus this question? It's because Jesus was always talking to them about the kingdom. Is that true? Is that true? That's why they asked him the question. Okay, so this is your kingdom where they talk all the time. Why are you not telling us? And this question is a flesh question because men always think of hierarchy. Is that true? Uh -huh. So they came to him, they said, Oh, yeah, this kingdom where they talk says, These are his disciples, so he's been teaching them since. Oh, God, look up here. The hardest work is to change men's mind. That's the hardest work. That's why I tell people when you receive a message, the first thing you need to pray for is patience. You can teach over and over two years. I've seen people follow me, vibrate. They, they vibrate, say the things I say. After two years, the person will ask you a question. You will know that the person never understood anything that you said. You don't go say, I'll beat it into you. <laughs> no, patience, you start. These are his disciples. Look at the kind of question. This is flesh question. Who, who is, tell us, who is the greatest? So that at least they will know how to adjust their own positions. <laughs> and so, but look at, look at Jesus. No, no matter how ignorant they were, patiently he explained. Watch this. Next line. Give me the next line. So Jesus called a little one to his side and said to them, this little one here could have been either a little boy or a little girl, but it says Jesus called a little one, a small child. There's translation that tells you it's a toddler. Remember I told you, when we say mind renewal, we are talking about toddler level. I asked you this question here last Sunday. See, that opinion that you have been holding, that is not helping you, why do you want to continue holding to it? Hold on to it. Why? What's the point? You are holding an opinion. Pastor says you are blessed. Say, eh, I don't think so. If you keep not thinking so, that's what becomes your reality. It's not helping you, so throw it away. Jesus, see, this little one here is a toddler. Jesus so wanted to dramatize the answer. So he brings this little one and says to them, next line, next line, learn this well. Somebody say, learn this well. Um, this learn this well here, I don't know how they put it in other translation, but this is one of those places Jesus will say, verily, verily, or truly, truly, or assuredly, assuredly. When the Bible said that Jesus is Alpha and Omega, you know that Alpha and Omega. How many of you know that Alpha and Omega is not a spiritual title? How many of you know that? You know what it means? Eh? The beginning and end. The beginning and end of what? No. The beginning and end of what? The beginning and end of what? You are Alpha and Omega. Eh? What is Alpha and Omega? Yes. Practically, Aleph and Tev means A and Z. Okay? Alpha is A. Omega is C. In our own, it's letter A and letter Z. That means he's the opening word and his closing word. That's what it means. Practical. It's not a spiritual title. It's a practical title. Aleph and Tev. A and Z. Alpha and Omega. The first letter and the last letter. That means when he says something, there's nothing else that can be added to it. Because he's both the opening statement and the closing uh, statement. Praise God. So when Jesus says, learn something well, is this something you should learn? Now, look at what he says. Unless, don't forget, everything we've been doing in this house cleaning is to prepare your mind, remove some stones so that the seed can germinate. Unless you dramatically change your way of what? Your way of what? Thinking. Is that what we've been trying to do? Every day we gather. If you notice in this church, eh, we have almost stripped away all the rituals. And focus on getting you to change your thinking. Jesus says, unless you dramatically change your thinking, 
The problem with religion is that religion teaches you that activities will produce something. So we talk about how many hours we pray. You can pray, how many hours do we have in a 24? You can pray 24 and a half and your mind remains unchanged. Is that true? Very good. In fact, the prayers you are praying is coming from an unchanged mind. He says, unless if you dramatically, notice the statement, you dramatically change your way of thinking and become what? Teachable. And learn about heaven's kingdom realm with wide-eyed wonder of what? A child. You will never be able to enter in. So when we say repent, change your mind, I beg you, Maybe we need to compose some songs about change of mind. I kid you not. Anthems. When we come, that's the only song we are singing. Eh? Eh? I love to sing God, you are holy, but God knows that he's holy. Is it true? Mm. <laughs> we don't have to remind him. Maybe we need to write songs that will help us so that as we are, in fact, as we are starting service, we know that we are here to change our mind. No, I kid you not. I'm not playing about this. Yeah. Because Jesus said to them, unless if you dramatically change, unless if you, he said, learn this one well. Learn this truth well. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking. I have seen people, they receive what I say, but they want to take it and go and apply it to something they're already doing. You may get some results. But this thing is, is beyond getting results. It's how our lives are being transformed. Oh yeah, we've talked about that. Money is good. Somebody say amen. But getting money is good. But what is good there is the quality of person that you're becoming. So that that quality of man even knows how to enjoy that money better. That quality of man knows how to use that. That quality of man knows how to become more powerful in the good sense with that money. That's why Jesus says, Unless you dramatically alter, change your way of thinking and become teachable. Remember the question they ask him, who is the greatest in the kingdom? Is that the question? <laughs> that's the question they ask him, who is the greatest? I'm sure they're expecting to, and, and that's why you see men today. That's why I say religion no good. Because men will brag in the mighty things they have done. So that we honor them as mighty men. No, but look at what Jesus says. Who is the greatest? He says, you change your way of thinking and become teachable. Somebody say teachable. Oh, let me hear you say teachable. This is where I disconnect with people. For example, when I tell a man, you are quick to anger. And the man says, he's a conductor. Huh? I said, okay. I pass for today. Tomorrow I call you again and say, you are quick to anger. You say, he's the gate man. Watch this. He says, he's the gate man. Okay, no problem. You are quick to anger. Is this children? Have you noticed? The only thing you have never done is to look at yourself. You are looking at other things. Except that man changes his mind and look at himself. He will never change. He will. It doesn't matter. I, lay your hand. Boom! The man falls under the anointing. He woke up and said, boom, boom, boom. When he goes out there, <laughs> he goes downstairs now to buy something. They don't give him change on time. The anointing will out completely. They are not to vanish quickly. <laughs> quickly. And then you now see the anointed brother holding, holding, somebody, holding somebody. 
say, say ah, ah, brother, you just come out from church. And I said, Pastor, leave that in a bed. Leave that in. Let me teach them a lesson. Right? And say, if that man says no, like I said, I said to people all the time, I wish I can go and tell heaven and earth nobody to ever offend you. That's not possible. But I can teach you how to control yourself. And so you know how to put every man in perspective. How many of you that know that that is possible? How many of you know that you have the power to control every situation? How many of you know that? No matter how something is escalating, you have the power to speak peace and not join them. Praise God. Don't forget. Teachable. Somebody say teachable. Let me hear you say I'm teachable. Louder, I'm teachable. A man who is not teachable. I used to say this before. If you give me a man whose head is correct, who is not teachable, and give me a madman who is teachable, I will choose a madman. I kid you not. Because being teachable is that you are able to, and this teachable is about wanting to know. We are going to see that now. It's about learning one thing. And what is that thing? It says, learn about. What are you learning about? What are you learning about? Heaven's kingdom. So you are learning, like I said, we are going back like children to go and learn our name. What God calls us in heaven. Who are we? It's in this heaven's kingdom realm that I know that I am not a sinner. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say very loud, Amen. amen. And watch what he says. He says, with wide-eyed wonder of a child. Whoa! This is true. He says, unless you do that, you will never be able to enter. And this enter here is not enter as in physical enter. It's experience. You will not be able to experience. Remember I told you, born again is new spirit, renewed mind, heaven experience. Is that what I said? That means the way to enter into. You receive a renewed spirit, a new spirit, renewed mind. And then you start to have heavenly experience. Somebody say very loud, amen. He said, you will never be able to experience it. You will never be able to enter it. Next line. Give me the next line quickly. Whoever continually, somebody say continually, humbles himself to become like this gentle child is what? The greatest. But don't forget, it's not about the gentle, it's not about the size of the child, it's about the heart of the child. That's what he's saying, right? Okay, so he said, except if you do that, so the greatest in the kingdom is not the man who has the highest title. Is a student with an open heart. The wisdom of God is different. Have you noticed that? The man who is willing to submit, you don't see anything too much about yourself, but the willingness to submit your heart. And I see this so much in the church. Those people who act like they are humble, you know the reason they don't receive some of the things we say today? Is that, ah, I've been in this ministry before you now. You know that, right? Secondly, let me see you. Thirdly, uh -uh, my church is everywhere. Your own is just so why should I listen to you? Have you noticed that? That's the why they fight the gospel. That's why they refuse what we say. Even though they know it's true. My pastor was telling me a story of one of the popular pastors here was invited by another pastor in Uyu to preach. And he didn't know that he's in a different church. You know, when people come sometimes, pastors that I know, they want to preach in this church. I said, I'm saving you embarrassment by not giving you a mic. Who you want to, what you want to tell? You first of all, if you want to teach, you first of all ask me what we're teaching, what we're, so that you have an idea. 
So the man didn't know. He started teaching one of those things. As he was teaching, they raised their hand up. He said, no, Pastor, that one is wrong. Yeah? <laughs> this man has one of the largest churches in Lagos. He has been teaching for years and nobody has ever been able to raise their hand. Not to talk about say publicly. <laughs> Two people raise their hand up and say, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and my pastor who was telling me the story was telling me that this guy is so annoyed that that church he was trying to tell me that that church has closed their contact with the man because the man was so annoyed and so angry I said eh that's okay but what they said was it true <laughs> that's always my question is it true Forget about how they say, oh no, it's because of how you said it. I, oh God, forget how I said it. I know I'm not perfect. So I can raise my voice. But what I said, is it true or not? That's the question. I ask him, what they said, is it true or not? He said it's true. So I said, the man's offense is not the defense of the gospel, it's his ego. He's grown too much that he cannot be corrected. And for the first time, he thought he was in his church where everybody calls him Papa. <laughs> Here, what you are saying is evaluated by the scriptures. So before you stand up to talk, you better know what you are talking about. Somebody say Amen. amen. Praise God. So watch this. The greatest in the kingdom. Don't forget the question we're trying to answer. Who is the greatest? And I'm doing this today as a house cleaning because so that we can prepare everybody's heart better. And so that what is coming will fall in and germinate. Somebody say a very loud amen. amen. And so the greatest Jesus says is that one who continually, don't forget, not one time, but continually humbles himself to become like this gentle child. Look at the spirit, the explanation. Gentle child, that one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, the other thing I want to say, and I begin to round up here, the key message to drive home, number one, number one, don't forget what I said already. Don't forget what I said already. Change of spirit, new spirit, renewed mind, new experience. And so, what that is supposed to do for us is to give us a new tongue. Listen to me carefully. Is to give us a new tongue. Because the tongue that we have is what we have been told and what we have learned so far. Now, it will make sense to me now why the day the Holy Ghost came, those people speak with spoke with new tongues. Listen to me carefully. You know that when I pray, you hear me speak in tongues, right? Okay. That is tongues, unknown tongues. It's unknown tongues. But you know that it's another tongue, right? For example, when the Holy Ghost came, the tongue that those people spoke that there was not unknown tongue, right? The tongue they spoke was other languages because other people had what they were saying, right? Now listen to me carefully. I have always believed that there's something more about speaking in tongues than just speaking in angelic tongues. It would make more sense to me now. Just listen to me carefully. I started by telling you that I speak in tongues. But speaking in tongues that does not change my life and does not change your life, I used to wonder about that. Hmm? Believers, pray. One day I stopped them. I was in Nasarawa uh, uh, State University. You know, uh, with some of those kids there, and we say, "Believe me, I said, stop, 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 stop." When you were saying that, were you thinking about something else? Everyone say yes. I said, "Okay, wait now, calm down first. 
Just listen to me carefully. I'm not trying to remove the power of speaking in unknown tongue. I'm not removing the power. It's important. And those who are not doing it, if you desire to, if you desire, you will do it. It's a free gift. It's, we don't learn the language. I didn't learn the language. Now, but what I'm talking about is that new tongues includes. Remember, I told you as little children, we come back to hear our father call us our real names, right? New tongues now includes calling yourself. The new tongue you have now is learning to call yourself those things that your father calls you. You are no longer speaking, and this tongue I'm talking about is not just when you say it out. It's also you know you're always talking to yourself. I hope you know that, right? In those times you are talking to yourself, what you are talking to yourself is not the heavenly tongue, not the earthly tongue. It's the earthly tongue that causes you poor because of your account balance. Isn't that true? The heavenly tongue says you are rich. Is that true? So we are learning to speak with new tongues, just like children learn how to talk afresh. Just like children learn how to speak differently. Example is what I have told you here. That in this country, you can join everybody and become the chairman of Complainers Association of Nigeria. Have I said that? Yeah. That is everybody's tongue. Isn't that true? If you are a Nigerian, you are born into complaining. We gathered children here, about 60 of them. Is that true? About 60 of them. We asked them their views about the country. They said the country is very, very bad. Hmm? All of them. There were only two or three who said the country is good. Those ones who said the country is good, we asked them, tell us what is good about the country. They didn't have anything to say. I asked them, why did you say the country is bad? That one said corruption. I asked him, what is corruption? He doesn't know what corruption is, actually. But that's what he's been uh, told. You see? <laughs> uh, now, are we denying that there are problems? Mm -mm. But there's the tongue of heaven. The tongue of heaven is that one that sees darkness and says, let there be light. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, don't forget, I say this all the time, whatever you see working perfectly somewhere else was never perfect before. It started at a time. And in all of them, there's no place we have a record that God came down from heaven or angels flew in and changed it. God, men opened their heart and God began to walk through them. God began to walk through them. And how did that happen? Is that because their minds started to see light in the place of darkness. Their light started to their minds started to see order in the place of chaos. Their minds started to see peace in the midst of trouble. Now they are connected. So when they speak, they are they are speaking with new tongues. It's good that I lay my hands on people and I speak and now I pray over them. They start to speak with angelic tongue. Good. But that angelic tongue needs to produce new tongues. Hmm? So that when you speak, you don't go back. He, he, three hours. And that's what religion teaches. They say, they say, have you prayed in tongues for 48 hours? Have you had that? That's what Petraskas. <laughs> they say, how can you be born again? You have not prayed in tongues for six hours straight. Eh? When the man finished for six hours in the Nepal, Nepal make like broom, say useless country. <laughs> 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 
is the usefulness of your tongue now? Isn't he, are you not supposed to call things that be not as? Yeah, isn't that what it's supposed to be? You see, so your tongue is just a gymnastic uh, exercise. We need to speak it and connect it to life. That when you speak, when you finish, you know one thing that speaking in those tongues it leads to prophecy when you are right connected, right? It brings in the spirit of prophecy. Suddenly, you start to see say things that does not exist. That's where it makes an impact. And then after you finish praying like that, suddenly your eyes open. You see beyond what man has not seen. Praise God. Okay, that's how the changes will come. Somebody say aloud, Amen. Amen. APC and PDP will do their own. But there's a new light arising. Somebody say very loud, Amen. Amen. Let me tell you the truth. It doesn't matter whatever you say. It doesn't matter how bad the government is. The reason you and I can sit down here and relax and cross our legs is because there's a government too. I hope you know that. Whether they are good or bad. Well, don't forget, you can curse them, call them all manner of names, but the reason you and I are seated down here now eh, didn't use iron to barricade everywhere to make sure that people will not come and carry us is because even the bad man knows that the police might not be perfect, but you know that if you make mistakes, they can catch you. So they're doing something, that's what I'm telling you. And those who think leadership is easy. When they give it to you, you see. Uh, uh, you will see now. He said, I'm not trying to make excuse for failure. You know me very well. But I'm trying to. We're supposed to get God's sense. I was telling one of our brothers, so that when you talk, your tongue is different. You don't talk like these people who don't have light. They don't see anything. Is the government doing their best? No, they're not doing their best. But trust me, they're doing something. Maybe we can look at that which we have, they are doing. And see what you and I, all of us, what we can do. Somebody say very loud, amen. Let me say, hear you say loud, amen. amen. Did you agree with that so far? Yes. Is that something? That's how we should talk to our children. That's what you should talk to our children. Don't tell them this country useless, corrupt country. Everybody's a thief. <laughs> I'm telling you, explain this. Explain the challenges to them so that they know. But don't speak it like where everything, all hope is completely lost. No maybe when you speak it the right way with your new tongues, they too will start to develop some desires. Amen. Amen. Now, so our new tongues cause us what our father calls us. I've said that already. Our new tongue speaks life in the place of death. Complaining is death. Always complaining. Our new tongue, the tongue of heaven, the tongue we have received new spirit. Don't forget, new spirit, new mind, new tongue. That our new tongue cause life, cause things that are dead, cause them back to life. Our new tongue does not see darkness and promote darkness. Our new tongue sees darkness and cause forth light. And this is applicable to my personal life, ministry, whatever, everything we're doing. Same thing. Same thing. It's applicable everywhere. So my new tongue learns to speak the language of heaven. Speaks abundance in the place of lack. Speaks health in the place of sickness. Understands that there's always a way out of every challenge. That no matter how much a man has fallen, you have an answer. That's what our new tongue is. So we are no longer speaking like men. We begin to speak like God. Somebody say a very loud amen. amen. Thirdly, our new tongue gives thanks as a way to both acknowledge what we have and to bring in heavenly power. I'm going to explain that further. Our new tongue 
give thanks always no wonder the bible says give thanks always give thanks and i'm going to show you the examples now our new tongue gives thanks our new tongue is what looks at for example we've been teaching in this church that everybody has something in your hand to multiply that's what our new tongue says everybody has something and as i was showing telling them this morning no matter see anything that adds value to somebody's life is not small anything that helps a man anything that progresses brings peace joy restores man's dignity is not small no matter how you do it what makes the difference is the multiplication and that's what we're trusting god the grace he has already given us the commanded blessing but our mind is focused on multiplying that so no grace is small no gift is insignificant nobody is inconsequential that's that's why god wants to raise everybody up everybody nobody is inconsequential nobody is insignificant don't forget that don't go somewhere and start having this idea that this man is closer to god than you are it's only existing in your mind and every good teacher of the world tries to bring you closer and closer to the father praise god our walk is like signboard how many of you know that like signboard right i stand here every time you come here who do i point you to christ that's what our walk is i point you to christ so you will see him because in seeing him you will see yourself in seeing him you will see what you look like in seeing him you will see how much god loves you and so i said that in these are new tongues we give life let me give you jesus example i've showed that already luke chapter 9 verse number 15 luke 9 15 let me show you how jesus what his tongues look like and what our tongues look like so you know the story we don't have to read the whole account i've preached on this two sundays ago this is where jesus multiplied bread and fish but look at after everyone was seated jesus took the five loaves and two fish what did he do guessing into what what did jesus says you have to change your mind to learn about what about what being a child is to learn how to operate in the heavenly realm so the bible says jesus took two fish and gave it into the heavenly realm. what did he do he gave thanks for the food it was not father see me now not only this one i get hmm? god now my own will be like this no those things might provoke emotions but they lack faith the bible says in the midst of small out of this need the bible says he lifted that up he gazed into the heavenly realm and this is why jesus says for you to experience it you must enter into it and to enter into it is to dramatically change the way you think so when jesus saw ten thousand people five fish and two loaves he didn't see scarcity he saw abundance does that make sense and it's based on that that he gave what thanks and then in the presence of his disciples he broke off the pieces of bread and fish and kept giving more and more to each disciple to give to the crowd it was multiplying before their eyes actually if you really really look at this this miracle here was talking about the multiplication of the gospel hmm? it starts like something very small right but watch the system he gave it to his disciples did you notice that and the thing helps to do what multiply the food that comes from here can never feed man can never bring man this they were filled here it's not they were filled one time is that they were filled for all time praise god so this whole miracle here is about the word of god and the system which he came and he did this in so many places it's about telling them yeah don't worry 
there's a food I have that you know not of. Mm -hmm. And when you eat that food, remember what he said, if you drink of this other water, you will thirst. But if you drink the one I give you, you will never thirst uh, again. That thirst is beyond physical water. Instead of you thirsting, now out of you will become what? Rivers of flowing uh, water. So this whole miracle is about, about the word of God. He took it, he gave thanks, he sits, he taught his disciples and his disciples watch this in groups. They were in groups. And if you listen to the story very well, there were women, there were men, there were children. So everybody was fed. But it came from his hand. He went to the hand of his disciples. But notice, he's the source. It wasn't the disciples that were multiplying it. No, the disciples gave out what he gave to them. When you come here every morning, what I give to you is what he gives to me. And the prayer is that it continues to do what? To multiply. Does that make sense to everybody? Praise God. Now, so, but that's not my message. I just brought that up. But remember what I'm saying. In this new tongue, Jesus wasn't complaining of scarcity. But he took that and he gave thanks. Let me show you another example. John chapter 11, John chapter 11, verse number 41. John 11, 41. And this is the story where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. I just told you now that our new tongues speaks life, not death. Did you know that I have gotten to a point now by the grace of God, right? If I say some certain things, I call it back quickly. You know, all of us are growing, right? You get where a person go make me face. Anyone been there before? I know you say you wholly pass me, but understand what I mean. Yeah. But I'm beginning to learn the value in the words that I speak, right? So when I say something out of anger, I've learned to return the statement quickly. So, and it's because all of us are growing. So, because don't forget, in this new tongue, we're supposed to call things that be not and they come to pass. Is that true? Let me hear you say, that's my portion. One more time, that's my reality. Say, I call things to pass. I call them to come to pass. And we all agree it is so in the name of Jesus. Watch this. So, you know the story. You can go back and read the whole story. This is where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. First of all, they told him that Lazarus was sick. First thing they said to him. And then they brought another report. They said Lazarus was dead. And he said to them, no, he is not dead. In the equation of man, he was dead, died. But in his own language, he said, no, he's not dead, but he's what? Sleeping. Is that a new tongue? Is that a different tongue? May you receive wisdom in the name of Jesus. So now, after four days, he waited, he got there to make sure that the man was really dead. He didn't want them to say, no, the man was just resting. Or the man was not really, really dead. So he waited for four days. The man was dead, died. They had robbed him up, do all their embalming stuff and buried him. He now shows up. Okay. So when he got there, I don't want to go through all the story. There's so much, so much to say there. But I just want to tell, show you what Jesus did. So they rolled away the heavy stone. Hmm? Jesus, again, did you see again? What did he do? Gazed into where? Is that what he did when he multiplied the bread? Okay. So is he teaching us something? Yes. How to look away from the circumstance and look into the reality of heaven. That's what he's teaching us. And this is something you learn how to apply every day. Sometimes when you are going towards something, it looks like there's no way, right? You learn how to stop and look into where there is possibilities. And this all happens in our consciousness, in our meditation, in our prayers. 
And sometimes we get frustrated because we keep trying to open, use, you know, remember, force. Trying to force things to happen. Trying to force them to happen. Trying to push. You think you need to push, push. You don't do this relationship, fail. Another one, fail. Another one, fail. Says not tell you, say stop and become like small picking first. You are thinking that uh, you explain away why all these other ones failed. You are thinking that the next one will happen. You know they happen. Something is not right. Until you sit down and go back and first of all, even learn who you are self. First of all, even understand what relationship is self. The thing that you think you need, eh, it might not be what you need though. The thing that you need that is making you to reject the good people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to me. That's why I tell people there are things I don't pray about. Make you find wife and husband for what? I only pray for you to get sense. Because God is not. Why would God withhold that blessing from you? For what? Make you get sense. And that getting sense is coming back. Forget all that nonsense that you are packed in your head. Remove it completely and come back again. Admit that you don't know anything. Because if you know something, why it never work? You have to. That's why when Jesus says, come back and become like a little child. Now you and God won't quarrel. No, come back and be like a little child so that you are thinking is dramatically changed number one you see yourself you know what happens in seeing yourself the way god sees you how many of you know that he heals all your hearts he heals all your heart he restores your confidence he restores your peace now you now know what relationship looks like you now know a better way to do business i hope i'm speaking to somebody here this morning now watch this the bible says so they rode away the stone again what did he do he gazed into heaven the same this where jesus performed these dramatic miracles that was the pattern he gazed into his again he gazed into heaven what was the second thing he did father i thank you is that giving thanks is that what he did the other side he said father thank you that you heard my prayer next line watch this next line for you for 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 you listen to every word that i speak is that relationship hmm? is that relationship this is why we tell people come back this whole thing is about bringing you back you know that you and god are one god always hears you there are no parameters to measure it's not in your vibration it's not in the gymnastics no it's a heart-to-heart -heart talk and you know that each time you speak god always hears you that's the confidence he says now but I'm saying this so that these who stand here with me will believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger. TPT added, I will use the power that you have given me. So, he was not there calling power to come down. Did I tell you? Always, we have something to multiply. Is that true? See, I'm going to use the power that you give to me. I already have it. You cannot give what you don't have. I hope you know that. But we have plenty already. It's religion that denies what we have. Religion denies our relationship with the Father. The gospel restores our relationship with the Father. So that in that place you know who you are. In that place you know what you have. 
and because you know what you have you will know what to do with it somebody say very loud amen so jesus wasn't calling god to come down from heaven no he used the power that he already have and if you read the story down the next thing he did was to call for the dead man to come back to life watch that i told you that in this our new tongue what do we do we call things back to life somebody say very loud amen i have not said that this is reserved for some special few this is the privilege we all have in christ it's just that you have not believed it it's just that you have not come to the place of acceptance it's just that your mind has not been renewed your mind has not been dramatically changed to start to accept these things like a child no argument now this is where we run off you know why it's difficult because in reality we are not children and this is where it is a warfare in reality we are not children you have bills to pay is that true if you tell a child you are blessed i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm blessed no school fees i'm blessed no house or time place but you are an adult you can be saying i'm blessed i'm blessed landlord come and knock hmm? now listen to me this is why it's a warfare right when the landlord come and knock you now start to think are you biblical <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna start to tell her this blessing blessing pastor is talking about <laughs> you know now so that is why it's a warfare for a child it's not a warfare and please one of the greatest blessings that we're receiving in this house is how better to raise our children how better to raise them so that they don't have to go through these struggles before the bills come they know that they're already blessed Sometimes you and I try to balance. You come to church, we talked about this, and so you are you 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 are firing up like you know you are an angel, and boom, you receive a call. Hmm? And now by the time and that call is a problem call, by the time you deal with it, finish, you forget all the one hour sermon that Pastor has preached. And Jesus captured it this way. He says the word that was sown did not produce because of the cares of this uh, world now let me tell you that is why listen to me careful that is why it is a warfare that you and i are fighting because already you have experiences that may try to counter the truth yeah you see so in order to balance that that's where the warfare is we and i are fighting to get away from first what looks real to something that looks unreal that's where the challenge is and so that's why listening to the word over and over again is the key the more you listen listen you are not listening because i have this project so let me be listening now so that this project will work uh -uh. Uh -uh. you are listening over and over give your heart to it sometimes you feel like sometimes you don't feel like but the more you do that the more your mind is being unconsciously renewed from the world inside and so some days you may feel like it's working other days you may feel like it's not why because we're adults you have bills to pay man huh? i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm not happy this is top pastor the talk they now start to counteract what has been. and the bible have said the man that cannot receive from god is the man who is double-minded and so it's a warfare but you and i are winning in the name of jesus it starts first from receiving to truth like the heart of a child and keep your mind on it 
It may not make sense, but the more you hear, the more you say these things to yourself over and over. You don't feel like it. You are waking up in the morning. You are calling yourself blessed. You are going to bed. You are thinking. You are calling yourself blessed. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. It won't hurt you anyway. Anyway. So let's just do it over and over because we are not calling ourselves what we should have been called from the beginning. Only that we are calling it in the midst of challenges. But the way out is to continue to say it. Does that make sense to everybody? We will continue to say it in the name of Jesus. Number one, because it's the truth. It is the truth. And that's the way out. That's the way God is transforming you and I. Don't forget born again. New spirit, renewed mind, and new experience. Have you been blessed today? Are you sure? Come on, let's celebrate Jesus in the house. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And of course, like I said, this message, by the grace of God, just you were recording, right? It's going to be available before the end of the day. Spend some time. Spend some time. Listen. I do the same thing. The messages I preach, I listen over and over again. And the more you are doing, you are simply just retraining your mind. Bad on your head. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, precious Lord. We give you praise. And we give you glory. We exhort you. Father, first of all, we thank you. Thank you for the word, Father. I thank you for the word. I thank you for the message. I thank you that which you have given, Lord. I have given to them. And Father, you are the one who causes growth. And I pray this moment that the power in the world, Lord, will flow through this place. Flow through every mind flow through every physical body flow through every situation and begin to produce the results let the minds be transformed